When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! No, I guess it just hurts. What does? You started, haven't you? Yes, of course I have. All right, go on. What hurts? We were in Ralph's, and you didn't let us buy those giant Starbucks. Do you know what? I really regret it as well. Really? Yeah. Ah, they were good. Should we look? Should we invest? Should we look? I think that means we have to. That means we have to commit to becoming caffeine heads. Well, no, because we can. Decaf. We can put. Okay, hi guys, welcome to the podcast. Basically, we're talking about Starbucks in America. We were in America a few weeks ago. And there's their supermarket chain. One of their supermarket chains is called Ralph's. So good. In Ralph's, you can purchase a giant Starbucks cup for $30. And we didn't. But we can have iced tea in them. Oh, my God. It'd be so good for our trips to London. Yes. But after we've done these podcast episodes, should we have a look? I think we should. No Starbucks here does it. Do you reckon a supermarket does it? No supermarket. Do you reckon like... um, at Trafford Centre. Babe, that size doesn't exist in this country. Oh, yeah, of course. Everything's bigger in America. I will find a way. We, we, we're going to have to make special orders. Okay, don't worry. Any hosobies. Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're back. We're brown. Yes, we're here. We're queer. We're here. We're doing it. We're not doing a Pride special. No. <laughs> we are doing a North America special. M- much like many of the corporations <laughs> these days. We too have decided to no longer pinkwash this podcast. <laughs> We are straight, fast and nasty. Yes. Hi, bro. Hello. <laughs> now, how are you doing? Is that, is, that your, is that your bro voice? I don't know. I'm not doing one. <laughs> Yo, wait. Do you remember we used to have this? Uh, listen, yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to my dad, right? And he'll knock you out, bro. All right, Bushra. <laughs> <laughs> listen, yeah, right, Auntie G. You're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> I'll bang you out, innit? <laughs> so you think? Straight people talk like Isn't that, it, bro? but they do talk like that. Some of them don't. <laughs> mine's mine's got like a campness to it still. Though. Yeah, but you know that South Asian culture. Yeah, it's South true. Asian culture is campus fuck. Yeah, it's very. Anyhow, very true. I'm very well, thank you very much for asking. How are you? I'm good. I feel like it's been a while since we've um, talked on the podcast, and I'm very excited to tell everybody about North America. Like literally, right? I've had friends like. You know, you meet up, tell, tell me about it. And you, you tell mm. the story, you know, what it was all like. And then you meet another friend that's in that friendship group or another friend. And yeah. so tell me about it. I'm like, do you know what? I did say to one of them, I was like, you know what? Listen to the June episodes. <laughs> oh my God, as if you did. I did, I did. <laughs> I was like, please. 
Oh dear. I can't I can't um deal with telling again. But I will tell all here, almost all. But before we begin, mm. I do want to talk about something spectacular that happened. The coronation. No, we weren't here for that. Okay. Something really special. <laughs> we went to see Beyonce oh, on Renaissance Tour. An actual celebrity. And yes. it was Right, you've never seen Beyonce before, you didn't have any expectations, what do you think of it? Yeah, she has not seen me before, but this time she did, so that was amazing for her. No, I'm kidding, uh, no, yeah, this was the first time I went to a Beyonce experience, concert, presentation. I'm not a big fan of live music, as we all know, and yes, I working in the entertainment industry, I am a massive hypocrite saying this, it is what it is. So... I was quite wary because I know a lot of her music and her performance style is quite loud and it's, you know, very celebratory, which is fine. But, you know, outside of drag, I am just an old lady sat at home going, it's too loud outside. (laughs) So I was nervous. But my goodness, did she knock it out of the park? I mean, I was not expecting that. She took us to, you know, I I felt like I was watching a, a concert on TV in the 60s and then we went to the future and, you know, it was everything. The production value was probably the best I've ever seen in any concert. I mean, to have the projector and the jumbotron be the same thing and then have a circle cut out of the screen and, you know, and it was so camp. It was really, really, really fun. It was really good, you know. I didn't think I would say this, but she is my favorite drag queen. What do you think of her talent? Well, you know, she's not quite Adele or Sam (laughs) Smith, but you know, she's trying, bless her. I'm kidding. Uh, Oh my gosh, she's impressive. It's so impressive. She was her own support act. (laughs) And she wasn't even trying to hit those notes. She just was. It was almost like, oh my God, I guess this voice just came out of me. It was very, you know, if you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. She's just walking around going, <laughs> and I was like, how? Yeah. She, she very is phenomenal. Very, very um, impressive. And, and she was glowing. Oh, she was. The light mm. shone out of her. She was full of, you know, light and gratitude and happiness and joy. And everything was so well put together. And she looked like she was having the time of her life and the outfits and the, the voice and the everything. And everything was on it was off the scale. I remember turning to you like, babe, I don't know what the hell I'm watching because this is unreal. One thing that I wasn't prepared for was the feeling of nostalgia. Yeah. Because I was a 15-year-old gay boy still with the radio in his room that he was sharing with his little brother. And I used to listen to her song like, baby boys, mama, and like record it on a cassette and then replay it later on. And then I was looking at her and all of that just came together. And I was like, oh, wow. It's that girl. Yeah. And, I, you know, not to be ageist or anything, but like she's no longer 20. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not about her physicality. No, it's no, just no. the fact that she's no longer 20. And I was like, and it kind of made me realize the fact that like I'm older as well. Do you know what I mean? It no, was, no, no. But it was a bit. With it, a it smile was, on your face. Yeah, absolutely. It was a sweet feeling. I was like, oh, oh, wow. How was it for you? Speechless. Mm. Um. But you're going to try anyway. Honestly, <laughs> you're dragging me a bit. Honestly, she's number one. She's one of one. She's number one. She's the only one. She's an alien superstar. Mm. She is that girl. She is the great, she's one of the greatest performers to ever exist in life. And like to have the opportunity to see her on 
But this tour in particular, because mm. I've seen her a few times before, but this was uh, exceptional, where it was just very much like she had nothing left to prove and she's in her own element and she's having the time of her life. Mm. And every part of, I think, I feel like all the hard work in her entire existence has come together on this tour. Yes. I feel that. Yeah. And I don't know, if you want to argue with anyone about if Beyonce is a great singer, performer, live artist, whether you like her music or not, you can't deny her talent and creativity. Um, if you want to, you might as well go and argue, argue with a wall, mate. Like, it's stupid now, isn't it? What I think is really stupid is the number of people that protested her going to Dubai. Oh, we spoke about this already, haven't we? And they're the same people who are going to a concert. Of course. But it's almost like, oh, well, oh, no. But I tell you what my um, absolute favorite thing was, um, was seeing... Okay, well, I mean, obviously, medical emergencies are important. And oh, stuff. my God, not this. But, like... Uh, by the way, I'm so sorry if you can hear our dishwasher. Yeah, I'm sorry if we can hear... Yes, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, um, that's my fault, actually, yeah. No, no. Sorry for being so domesticated. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> I oh, wow. Maybe I should edit that out. What should I do? Make you a sandwich there as well. Bloody hell. No, no. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, let's edit that out. Um, what was I saying? Or not. Yes, so we our seats were somewhat cl- close to the um, medical tent, and there were girls predominantly, and they were just passed out, being wheelchaired out. And I really think it's probably because the concert was just too intense for them. Like <laughs> I, because we watched it in Sunderland, and Sunderland is hardly the melting pot of, you know, diversity. Diversity. Let's face it, and that's not an issue. It just is what it is. So I was like, a lot of these people who are here probably do not know what the fuck is going on. Like, could you imagine her going from all the single ladies, all the single ladies, you know, dancing away to that in your local gay pub to release your body, release your smile. (laughs) A lot of these poor white people did not know what the fuck was going on. And I think it was quite overwhelming for them. But then apparently there were a lot of um, girls complaining, saying that they thought it was a greatest hits concert. And it wasn't. (laughs) Girl, they came for for single ladies, but instead they got Cunty Hunty. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) So it must have been quite... And I I don't see anybody talking about this because we just kind of wash over the fact that, you know, she's Beyonce and she's a mainstream artist. But, you know, her references are quite... Um, deeply rooted in her heritage and her oh, culture. Oh, yeah, of course. And I think that becomes really apparent when you do a show in Sunderland. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So these poor people, because I, I, and I could hear some of the people and they're like, is she not going to do a greatest hits? And she wasn't. And I was like, oh, bless you. Like, you know, that's star power. You pull oh, yeah. them in and then, but like, do you know what? This is why you should read the fine print children. But I can't wait for her to do her greatest hits tour, you know? That yeah, should be good. In time, not yet. No, uh, but do you know what? I think it'd be too controversial. We'll see. Yeah. Anywho, mm. North American. North American. American. So we are... MAGA. No, we're not. Okay. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in chronological order. Okay. Okay, so I made like a little list. Sure. Of things to talk about. Day one. They're, they're not shit. <laughs> How do you know me? Because <laughs> I know it, you. It, it gives very that vibe. How I'm do you like, know me? Because <laughs> I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should hope you know me. <laughs> right. I don't want to give everything away. So let's skip getting prepared for it all. We don't need to talk about the Excel spreadsheets. Day- oh my God. It reminds me of this episode of Will and Grace when um, she has an obsession with taking pictures of everything and she takes pictures of her honeymoon. So she forces Grace. Um, Karen to sit down and look at them and she goes 
Day one, the luggage carousel. Go. <laughs> carousel. Go. Yeah. So we're going to touch upon the main points. Okay. So the, one of the first main points was that you weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Drag my ass. What the hell happened? I was not ready. Okay, so in ready what? In terms of like to leave? I mean, we woke up and we came out and... Oh, I, you, was, I was packing and I think the taxi was on its way. You were like, it was like... I don't know, let's say we had to leave at 3 a.m. and it was 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah, babe, I've got to move stuff about still. Yeah, I be, because we had so much stuff. We had so much stuff. I mean, we were I hitting... did save the day. I gave up stuff yeah, for you. That we, we... We? There was a lot. You? There was a lot going on. And I, in my haste, I forgot to pack my makeup brushes. <laughs> so I went all the way to Toronto with no makeup brushes. We're not in Toronto yet, babe. We're not in Toronto yet, but that just shows you the gravity of the situation. Everything was everywhere. I think I had managed to pack two thirds and then I went to sleep because I could not do it anymore because I was preparing my outfits right up until the day before. Mm. So that's what happened. Mm. I had a lot going on. Very on brand for you, this, isn't it? What being so busy that I'm having to work to the bone. Yeah, just choosing the order you do things in. Oh, girl, bye. (laughs) Do you know what? we did it. I sacrificed my protein, mm-hmm. big mouthwash, hairspray, big hairspray. Because they don't have you. that in America. No, but I, I was really sad. They really do. I was very sad because I had packed down to a T. I know. And I'd worked so hard doing it. So I was very sad. But you know what? I did come and swoop in and save the day. You did. You know. And I'm sure I made up for it. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to the airport. And it was a morning flight and everything was really smooth, wasn't it? See, this is how I know that you've changed. You're no longer that boy from Yorkshire. Now you're like, well, good heavens, I couldn't even take my hairspray with me. Or my mouthwash. I know. I wish I purchased with my own money. Girl. I know. Okay, so we, we, we actually landed in New York only for one night first, didn't we, originally? Yeah, so we landed in New York for one night, then the ne- uh, w- and we stayed with our wonderful friend Badal, aka the gorgeous Malai, which is uh, Malai is a New York-based drag artist. Go check her out. Go check her out. She performs at Priyanka Chopra's restaurant. Yes, she that, does. That is, that, I think that should be her tagline until further notice. Oh, 100 percent. Um, and then we went to Toronto. One massive thing we forgot: we yes. had a situation. Yes. We left something at the airport. Yes, we left one of our bags at the airport. <laughs> What yes. did it have in it? Oh my god, this trip was chaotic as fuck. What did that? What did it have? Okay, what did that bag have in it? All my underwear and clothes. Oh, your boy all, clothes. All my boy clothes were in that one bag, because British Airways were like, "Oh, would you like to check this in as well?" And we were like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not?" Yeah, we were like, "Let's check in." Our, it's two o'clock in the morning. What do we know what's going they, they on? They offered checking in for our hand luggage and stuff, yeah. so we just did it, and we kind of forgot about one of them. And yeah, so when we were leaving the airport, we forgot about it, and then we got told, told off by the woman at JFK. She was like, uh, "Mr. Hassan, you need to pick up your fucking bag, you stupid piece of shit." So we had to like take taxis. It was very sad. It was very stressful because we were in the taxi to Malai's, weren't we? When we realised we were about 15, 10, 15 minutes into the taxi, yeah. we're like, we can't turn back now. These taxis are expensive in New York as well at the moment. Oh my god! And then god. we realised I got really stressed because I was like, what? In, what if mine is in there? And then when they realised I had pretty much had all my stuff, I was all right. So long, <laughs> yeah. Long story long, I was wearing the same clothes for about three or four days. You went to buy some underwear. I went to buy some underwear. I went to buy two t-shirts and some joggers. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Um, um, I just thought you lived, you, you lived at the Bushel merch. 
I was wearing the Busher merch as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, work. And yeah. So that's all what I had. And, and yeah, I felt quite sticky and I felt really <laughs> grateful for having my clothes and, back. And um, no, no, it was fab. And we went to um, Toronto from there. We went to Toronto. We performed, uh, I performed at Rangila. Which was an incredible experience. Let's that, talk about Rangila. That is please. when I realized that I don't have any makeup brushes. It was at that point. I had gone from Manchester to London, London to New York, New York to Toronto. Only then did I realize that I had no makeup brushes. And I actually joked about it after I'd laid my foundation on my face. I was like, I was speaking to one of the guys and I was like, Ugh. Do you know what would be great if I had my makeup brushes to do my makeup? I'm so stupid. I was going to do more of my makeup with my sponges. And then it dawned upon me that I didn't have any uh, makeup brushes. And then you went and bought me some from the shop across the road. Oh, they were really close, thankfully. They were really close. They were really expensive. But they are probably the best makeup brushes I've ever had in my life. Like, they're incredible. They almost, like, talk to you. You put something on, they're like, oh... You want to put it here? Okay, no worries. We'll do oh. it here. They're really, really good. Anyway, the performance was incredible. I want to interrupt because yes. I do want to ask you how you prepared for this performance. Yeah, so we had a lot. I mean, I made my own outfit. So it was a reimagined lenga um, turned into like a big kagra. So the... It was a Mujura performance. It was a classic performance. So there was a lot of preparation, you know, getting the outfit, dyeing it, reimagining it, um, working with choreographers, coming up with the mix, having it signed off, then rehearsing at the venue, working with backup dancers. The there was staging, was staging lighting. Yeah, there was a lot that went into the night. I think we had about. 600 or 900 people there something I think it big was, i think it was 900 it was but so I, can't loud, I know that yeah and it was it, but it was incredible it was incredible there was a lot of prep that went into it yeah there was a, a lot that what was did. what was the mix the mix was um a combination of a number of classic songs so from bagiza mogliazam and then we went into gangubaya as well so it was uh it was um a medley of songs mm. and it was really really good it was really good the audience really received it well and much to my surprise you know because Canada has a big Indian diaspora so you do have a lot of foreign exchange students coming in so they obviously get the references much better than um, some of the venues I've played here um, and it was incredible because they at one point they all started singing it together and I've never had that before and I felt really emotional. I remember saying it to you. I was like, I don't, I feel like you're not alone. Do you know mm. what I mean? There's more that kind of think, feel and see. And it it really felt um, like a moment in time where a load of us were united by this moment. Ooh, yeah. It was incredible. It was just so incredible. It was, it was unbelievable. It was a moment I felt like, you know, you've worked so hard, especially introducing like Indian sentiment stuff into your repertoire of drag. And, um, and this isn't a read to like, you know, Britain or anything like, you know, white people that come and they come out and support you and they love your Bollywood. Oh, yeah. And they clap and cheer along. Uh, they they don't know it and I don't expect them to know it. Yes. But they still love it. Yes. But like it is really exceptional to be in a place where every single person knows everything. It's exceptional. Yeah. And really feel it. And I felt like you delivered something that people have been wanting but didn't know they wanted or needed for a while. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. It was out of this world. It was so fucking good. I mean, people cried. Yes. Do you know what I mean? 
They did. Like they it did. was it was emotional. It was it was great. What was it like when you were performing on stage? Oh, it felt really good. I mean, that is I mean, I've always actively tried to treat myself like a star, which is a very un-British thing to say, but thankfully I'm British Asian, so I'll say whatever the fuck. And we I were want. in Toronto. <laughs> but like the that was one of the first times I really felt like a star. I mean, you know, these so many people like they knew who I were. They were screaming out my name. They were waiting to hear what I had to say. Like it felt really, really good. And they treated you just so well. And they're, oh my God, they're so lovely. The Rangila team. Yeah, the Rangila team. They're so, so lovely, so them. accommodating. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. It really, really was. I think I was feeling a little bit nervous because the backup dancers did a little... Um, intro at the beginning and then like when I got on stage I was like okay here we go kind of thing um but you know I I was confident because I had rehearsed and I you know I did I did all the prep beforehand but I mean the oh my god the sheer response that I had afterwards that was very overwhelming like it just would not stop which was crazy like I felt like I delivered a hit do you know what I mean for like weeks so <laughs> for weeks yeah weeks it wouldn't stop anyway we're gonna, we, we are gonna take a little quick break now we're gonna take a little bit of, of a break and then oh god that sounded terrible we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna come back and talk more about us bye And we are back. Hello again, and I hope you are enjoying this episode. Yes, where we talk just about ourselves. Don't you love that we don't have a strict agenda? Like, yeah, I mean, well, we, I mean, we're talking about. No, I get we like we were talking about Amer- America and stuff, but like, we're not talking about when. Like, the podcast is about various topics. Oh, yeah. It's not just about one point of view. Well, it's life through our uh, yeah. lens and it has been for years. And, I love that. And this is, it's so strange. It must be strange for those, or cool for those that listen from the beginning to see where our life has gone. <laughs> it's changed a lot. You know, a hell of Try a lot. Try living it. You know, oh my God, it's <laughs> mad. It's crazier for us. But I, I do want to just, uh, you know, wrap up our talk on the Rangila performance. By the way, go and follow Rangila online. Go and follow all the guys that do it. They worked so hard. It's non-profit as well. Mm-hmm. And they worked so hard delivering such an incredible community space, um, night, fun. Oh, my God. I was getting my life. The music was everything. Oh, my God. I'd love to have them on the podcast, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Should. Definitely. Should definitely. That's a really good idea. Mm. Um, they're, they're, they're just fantastic and um, fabulous. Yes, they are indeed. So yeah, the performance was unreal. It was unbelievable. And you can watch a clip of it on um, Lady Bushra on Instagram um, as well, if you go through. And it it was just really, really super special. I absolutely loved it. Um, It was brilliant. And um, we also got to visit Niagara Falls as well whilst we were out there, which was... Oh yes, Canada's washing machine. It It was was so good. It was really overwhelmingly phenomenal and emotional. It was very poetic, wasn't it? Yeah. Go and tell me. It was just beautiful. Oh, my God. It was so crazy how, like, so much peace within all that noise, mm. you know, and all and how large and vast and big it is. And it's a kind of reminder, you know, after you've done a performance like that, after you've been, after we've been somewhere like that and done something so great and been part of something so great, just a reminder that, you know, we are just insignificant, tiny little beings um, <laughs> on, in this universe, little dots, and, you know, nature is all powerful. Sure. You know, and... Um, it was really humbling and it was it was really lovely and I, I do I really like the people of Canada. 
Yeah, they're lovely. I think they are so nice. Oh my God. The way they treat you and how they are and interact. I'm like, I can't believe people are this nice. So we caught a flight back the next day after going to Niagara Falls. Why are you smiling? Tell me about that. Have a, what, what, what well, we stayed, we stayed a little one night longer, didn't we, in a we hotel? We ended up staying one night. That was a good hotel. Um, it, it, it was, was like being held phenomenal. by my mother. I was getting excited because I thought we were going to go back to New York. I'm going to hit Pieces Bar on the Monday and go and see Queen for Queen and um, see Janelle and the girls. And that didn't happen, did it? No, it's not a funny no. story either. It is not a funny story, no. Um, maybe we'll talk about it in depth one day, but long story long, you can tell it more. I nearly died. We may have had... <laughs> All emergency services yep. present. We had the police. We had the fire department. We had... Um, ambulance. Uh, well, we had... Paramedics. Paramedics and a flashing ambulance. And it was probably the craziest experience of my life. But at the same time, you know, hats off to the Canadian authorities. They were lovely. They handled it really, really well. Angels. Yeah, they were angels. Nobody was at fault or anything. Oh, no, no, no. no it no, was no. just a crazy experience that we ended up having. Um, and we'll probably end up talking about it in more depth one day, possibly. But yeah, that it was, was crazy. very, very scary because I actually thought I was about to die. Yes. And I could feel my heart going and my breath was going and. I was literally like, I'm going to die. But then there was a voice that's like, nope, not yet. And you helped me with my breathing. I remember that. Um, because nothing else was helping me at that time. So, yeah. I'm always going to be there for you. This has got really dark. It has got quite dark. <laughs> uh, and yes. somber, but it, it was probably the scariest experience ever. You know, very traumatizing. Um yeah, very, very traumatizing. But you know what? You're here, you're alive and well, and you're safe, and you're sound, and you've got me. I know, I'm here. Anyway. Any hills or bees. That's just... We made it out of Toronto eventually. We did. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Just a lot to think about again, you know? To rethink it, yeah. Mm. Do you think it's a memory that you want to revisit anytime soon? No. No. I don't know. It's always okay. there. It's still there a bit, so... Okay. Um, yeah. We then finally made it out of Toronto and back into New York. Although that flight kept getting delayed a bit. Oh, did it? Yeah, but we dealt with it well. Cause we're like, at the, every time we were at the airport, we were like, laptops out, get content, get work, get editing everything on our phones, everything. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We were very um, efficient. Isn't it crazy how everything's way more expensive than it used to be now? In New York. Just everywhere, but especially New York. That's, that's so random. <laughs> especially in New York, Toronto. No, it's not random at all. Well, it is random, but yeah. like, how can like a bottle of water, a protein cookie, and like a packet of crisps cost like twenty, thirty dollars? Yeah, yeah, it was insane. That's Even the airport prices. That's that just crazy. crazy. I mean, like when we were in LA. So, so, sorry to skip ahead, yeah. but when we were ordering two salads. Or it was like two like doner kebab salads or whatever. Wow, you're just uh, skipping all my itinerary. $85. I love how that price keeps going up and up every time you talk about it. What was it then? It wasn't $85. How much was it? It was about $65. $65 for two salads? Yeah, yeah. Does that make it any better? No, no, it wasn't. We, didn't, crazy, we didn't order it. crazy, man. It's crazy. Anyway, we so, got back to New York. Yeah, we got back to New York after some delays um, with all those bags. 
No, we still didn't get the the one that no, we with the one missing. that we all the bags that we've currently got though. Yes, okay, we I was still missing it. one bag. But you know what? Like, obviously, the, the this trip was amazing, but it doesn't it does come with its struggles because we landed later than we anticipated. Mm. It was like within nearly midnight, mm-hmm. and it was dark, and we got to our Airbnb, and we mm-hmm. couldn't get in, mm-hmm. and it was it starting to rain a bit or something. That's probably oh, my imagination in my head adding to you know the moment, and it was like. It was a, uh, there were real moments where like that where for me I, it was testing like my nerve mm-hmm. and my stress and how I would used to handle things because none of that affected me. It was really weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was like, oh crazy. yeah, okay, fine, and everything worked out in the end anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we got in um, to New York and then you start. What was it like being back in New York, by the way? It was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. I think New York has changed a little bit. I found it to be a little bit kinder. I I did find people a lot nicer than they were. Not that they were horrible before, but also we went in a uh, non-peak tourist time for the first time. So it was really different, like, you know, speaking to New Yorkers. Um, Wonderful. I love, I am a massive America file. I think we both are. Um, Americans just have this charm about them. You know, minus the guns, but they have this charm about them, um, which I love. Yeah, it was really, really good. The weird thing now is that because I was in work mode, I kind of see it in a whole different way, Mm. you know? So that kind of changes the experience. I I um, enjoyed being in New York outside of the holiday season as well. It was really interesting. Mm. You got to see how New Yorkers live and how, like, it was like a normal busy which was lovely, and I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. I loved, like, how the morning walk was in Central Park with our little Starbucks. You know, how we got to go for an evening walk on Brooklyn Bridge during the sunset without all the touristy people being there. Do you know what what I mean? Mm. I loved that. The park near where we were staying was fucking stunning and gorgeous. I, I just loved the whole experience of New York. It was just so great. Um, so fabulous, so fantastic. Got a sick fade there as well. Um, there was the good yeah. haircuts. Um, it was just so good. And then you, you know, you were starting your show prep as well. Yes, I performed at the Lowry Beachman Theatre with Malai mm-hmm. as part of the Drag Bollywood Cabaret. And that was incredible. That was the same venue as where Joan Rivers had her residency. And she did her last of a show there. So it was a very... 12 hours before she passed away. 12 hours before she passed away. So it was a very historic, um, significant venue. And that was that was probably my best cabaret show ever. How did you find... Like, people like to know the details, mm. right? Tell... How did you find doing that show from, like, arriving to the venue till when the show finished? What, what, what was... Tell us all about the show. Tell us how you found the experience. Tell us what you did, everything. It was an absolute dream. I mean, uh, Brent, uh, who um, sort of manages the whole operation under the supervision of, I believe, Steve, um, was just an absolute dream. And I had... So because it's New York, so they have um, an accessible toilet that is the dressing room. But... It is such a, an extensive, expansive toilet that it might as well be a dressing room with an accessible toilet. Do you know what I mean? Like you have lights and everything in there, which is crazy. So I got ready at the venue. 
um, JP was our technician and he's an award-winning French technician. So he knew his light and sound like no other. Probably one of the best technicians I've ever worked with. And all of the staff, everybody was just wonderful and such a lively audience. They, they were willing to have a good time. They were ready to have a good time. Because you have two type of people. You have those who fold their arms and sit and go, go on, make me laugh. And then the other ones who are like, do you know what? I'm here to have a good time. And these lot were the latter. And I was so grateful for that. Um, it was just brilliant. I was just having the time of my life on stage. I was having so much fun. I wish I could have been there as an audience member, not to see myself perform, but just to have fun. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was definitely, yeah, you know, you're probably your best show. Yeah. Um, it was phenomenal. It was so, it works, Bollywood and comedy. Yeah. It works. And the New York audience love it. They ate it up yeah. and they just lived and the cheers and applause and their laughs and the I know, I felt, like I said, it was in a, with a room full of people just wanting to have a good time. Yes. And the lighting was so good. Yes. Oh, my God. The lighting was incredible. Oh, the staging, the lighting, that red outfit. Yeah, and like the red on red. So it's like my outfit was red, the lighting was red, and it gives this like extra mysteriousness to it with the visuals in the background. Yeah. It was a production. It, it was, was, it was really, really good. Duck. Shun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, hunty, it was a production. Really? I had so much fun. And Malai was a fab as well. Malai was, yeah, she's hilarious. And then you two did uh, Dola Ridola together. We did, yes. Yeah. So it was the first time I'd worked with a South Asian artist in such a capacity. Like, I've worked with South Asian artists before, but I've always wanted to perform together on stage. Mm -hmm. That's never, that opportunity has never come about, but this was the first time. It was so good. It was really, really good. And then we went around uh, 42nd Street. It was, it was there. Right, right, off time, right off Times Square. Stop in traffic. Um, to have a little walk around and, like, you know, maybe capture the moment. And it was crazy. Like, in proper, it felt like a movie because, like, guys Ooh, were, like, else? flashing their lights and, like, he not heckling us, but like calling us out from their cars and like, and then like people were like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I was like, what is going on? It was just really weird. Like, it was everything. But it was like, but like, I don't think anybody meant anything untoward. No, everyone was living. Everyone was living. Like, it was very, everyone was celebrating. It. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. It was hilarious. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did miss that. A lot. I can't wait to return. Put it that, put it that way. I can't mm. wait to return to New York and redo it all over again. Oh, yeah, of course. It was extremely special and, you know. Also, you know, go on. the 7-Eleven next to Larry Beachman Theatre. Everything. Everything. Oh, my God, don't let me see it now. Uh, girl, the trail mix is in Target. I, oh. Even though Target's cancelled right now for removing its Pride uh, merchandise. Right, but this was before, before this. But this was before. We didn't know the about this. This trail mix Oh, my God. Oh, give me like, oh, my God. That ice cream from that shop down the road that I got in New York. Oh, yeah. Their food choices are insane. Like, obviously, there's a stigma with America. It's like, oh, American food. It's just cheese from a can. But they, ha they actually have a really extensive variety that pretty much suits any dietary requirements. Just expensive. Like if you want, yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you want chicken nuggets and mm -hmm. if you want standard ones, go and do that. But if you want extra protein, vegan, pastured, God knows what, zero fat, negative carbs, they have them as well. You oh, know? Yeah. And uh, that always gags me is the 
sheer variety that they have. That was incredible. No, they do. They do. Um, it, it's, it's, it's great. But also, like, um, when we were in New York, we uh, managed to see our favorite queen, Shaquita. We did. Hey, Shaquita. That was fantastic. It's so cool to I say mean, that Shaquita's a friend. You know, she's such a legend. She's a legend she's icon. She's so brilliant and mm. such a polished professional person. Do you remember when she came for that Virgin Airlines flight attendant? I was thinking exactly that. Generally speaking, if a drag queen says the show is at 10, it will start at 11. That's just like... That's just the thing. I think I'm one of those few artists who, if they, if I have a show at seven, it's starting at seven, like seven fifteen at a push. Do you know what I mean? But um, but like a normal drag show, that's just kind of standard. You come in, you get a drink, you settle down, you do your thing. But like this, at the bar. this British queen had been working one too many flights, Mama, because even if you're a minute late, she wasn't having any of it. So this flight attendant, he had the audacity to say to Shaquita. Because he was like, oh, where are you from? And he, the first thing he went, he went, y'all late. And I'm from Liverpool or something like that. And with the Yorkshire accent, go figure. And um, um, <laughs> Shakurita was like, Shakurita like, went from nice to fierce really quickly. And she was like, oh, I can't remember I what, remember she, what said, she said. But she, she, but she, she was like, oh, maybe I'm the star. I'll tell you when the, fuck, when the show fucking starts. And then she said something else as well. I think she called him a sky waitress, um, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then, that's where you're going to get a drug show. They're going to come for you. Yeah. That's what, that's what you'll do. Also, like, where were you going with this? Yeah. Do you know Shaquita, what I mean? I really... Well, he didn't know who Shaquita was. No. Oh. And then he did know who she was. Mm. And then he felt really stupid and then he left with his mm. friends, which was unfortunate. But you know what? Shaquita got tipped well that day. Yeah, anyway, well, no. Because so. he was like, you're up then. I'm down here. I'm like, yeah, it was very like, I'm like, I own you. And it's like, like, girl, bye. I'm like, do you know who I, she is? I should clarify, by I own you, I mean like as in... I've got the money. I'm going to give the tips. You need to do what I say kind no. of thing. Like, no. And she's good. And I, and I really struggle with that. You know, I really struggle. And there's, it's always one person in, you know, one in every 10 shows is you will have that one person who's like, you need to give me everything or you tell me what you're going to do for me. They have that kind of attitude. And reality is they don't have a lot going for them or they must be going through something that at that point. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they, they think they, they they own you because they bought a ticket. Yeah. Or and that's, like, even in life, if someone buys you a drink, you owe them hours of time. Yeah. It's, no. Every time. Yeah. It's that, it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, and you're late and I'm here and I've got the tips. So you better listen to what I do. Like, what are you going to tell her to do next? Sing ABBA songs. Like, get over yourself. Yeah, literally. You know, you're here to see somebody else's art, not to tell them what you want to see. Like, do you go to a Beyonce concert and go, mm, are you going to do single ladies, love? No, you don't. You well, just... Well... Oh, well, is it they? Or like... If they you go, exist, babe. They exist, of course. Well, yeah, they were fainting at the concert, weren't they? But like, it, it was like a, in theatre, it's like... Are you going to be like, right, guys, I get you trying to do Hamilton, but if we can put in a little bit of Macbeth in there, we'll have a good time. It's like, no, this is what they've worked on. This is their point of view. Go and enjoy it for what it is. Put your phone down, put the cocaine away, and just enjoy the show for what it is. And tip. <laughs> wow. Anyway. That went somewhere. It went somewhere. It that did. was That was... Um... It was a journey. We were on it. You're welcome. That was very much a journey, wasn't it? Mm. And you ended up doing a... Um, so we had to fly to LA. 
Monday mm. at 6 a.m. and you had a brunch on the Sunday. Was it on the Sunday? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I'm old and tired <gasps> now. Brunch in Brooklyn. Yes, I did a brunch in Brooklyn. That was fun with uh, my good uh, Judy's emigrate. And she up, no t- she up to no good. I don't know. I can't remember her drag name off the top of my head. But her at is she up to no good, which is arguably more important. Lovely, lovely, lovely queens. And it was a lot of fun. I just did my usual dumb shit. Yeah, it was a fun time, wasn't it? I think I just looked really nice and sat in the background. Mostly. I just sat cutely with a Diet Coke and got to yeah. see Mark. Yes, yeah, nice. we saw good friends. <laughs> Mark was a dream. Um, and yeah, it was lovely. It was a hot day. It was a warm day. Yeah. Oh my God, you had to, we had to go in the underground. You were in beat. The subway. You were in yeah. face. You were in face. Uh, yeah, I took the subway ah, in face. How was that experience? It was great, apart from that one person who was selling tissues. To say to help pay for his daughter's education or something. I don't know. And but he put the tissue on our suitcase. So oh, and yeah. we were in the middle of a conversation. So we were like, "What's going on?" Kind of thing. Because <laughs> you know we are two old suburban ladies at heart. And then he kind of took, everybody ignored him, and then he took it away. And then he looked at me and it was like, "Oh, you're a man wearing women's makeup." But I didn't even have time to register it. I think I'd become so New Yorkified. I was like, if that's even a term. And I was just, I just cracked on. And then that kind of really made me realize, I was like, oh, you don't need to get into any discourse. Like, I, that's an active practice for me anyway. But I was just like, oh, that's it. He's, he, he wanted something. I couldn't give him it. He said something. I ignored it. The end. Everybody <laughs> died. You know? And this is what it's like being married to him. <laughs> How did we get here? I don't know. I love you so much though. But you know what? I think we should come to a close. We should come to on a close. Par- <laughs> Do you think we should come to a close? Because I said we should come to a close. I think we should come to a close because you said we should come to a close. And come to a close on part one. Mm-hmm. And then you should tune into part two. Yes. When we start unpacking our luggage. Oh. I'm kidding. And we go to LA. Yes, we go to LA. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I, I, sorry, I feel like I'm reliving the journey again. It's fun, isn't I'm it? I'm quite buzzed. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. All right, let's go again. Good for you. You've been drinking coffee at that Starbucks mug. You bought one no, without I haven't. me, didn't you? No, I didn't. If I find one. But you know, there's a Costa that I go to um, mm-hmm. in Manchester. I really need to cut down on going to that Costa to save money, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know my orders now. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Oh, is that like, your local? Yeah, they know it now. They're like, oh, it's you. And we have a little, <laughs> nice little chinwag. Oh, look at you. Yeah, with I your, know. With your life away from I, me. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way. <laughs> do you know what my life away from you is? What? Crying. Good. Okay. Thank and you very you. much, everybody. We love you, but you, you don't, don't love, love me. me. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. <laughs>